No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Boys and girls, thank you for joining us. Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie fucking podcast. Let's go. Let's do it already. We've got so much to get through and so little time. Earlier today, earlier today, I had no idea what we were doing. And now I think we've got way too much to even get through in one episode. So there you go. Because <laughs> that's the way we roll here on the program. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com. If you'd like to leave a tip, we got Streamlabs, DLive, get those little lemons, toss a few of those little soury little lemons into my fruit bowl from time to time if you feel the need, if you feel the urge, the want, the desire, the craving, the yearning, constant craving, because um, we're lesbians here and it's Pride Month. That's a little tribute to our lesbian sisters out there. This month is your month. Munch as much carpet as you want. Happy Pride Month, everyone. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. As always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand, no-name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast here at 7 p.m. It's an absolute pleasure. Hope you had a lovely couple of days, because I certainly did. Like I said earlier today, I had no idea what I was going to do. I even put a tweet out. Um, I don't know. This this show could be horrible. This show could be great. But then I just found a bunch of stuff, and that stuff led to other stuff. And next thing you know, fuck, I got too much. <laughs> oh, well, it'll bleed over into Friday's show. Because I like to keep a nice stockpile at all times. So before we get to any of it, uh, any of it though, uh, I think it only fair, because it is Pride Month, to start with an inspirational message, ladies and gentlemen. You know, we love inspirational messages here at Team YouTube. So when I think of inspirational, I think of only one man, and that is President Joe Biden, or as we like to call him, Joey B, ladies and gents. A nice inspirational message from Joey B. Let's have a look. The data shows young black entrepreneurs are just as capable of succeeding given the chance uh-huh. as white entrepreneurs are. Oh. <laughs> Congratulations, black entrepreneurs. We're also black entrepreneurs here on the show. I don't know if you know this or not. So I find this very personally inspiring. Um, Congratulations, black entrepreneurs. You're you're just as good as the white people. Isn't that nice? (laughs) Isn't that nice? And I mean, you know, it's inspirational because it comes from Joey B., I mean, this this guy, when it comes to race relations, he really is. I mean, he's better than Abe Lincoln, isn't he? I mean, <laughs> the data shows yeah. young black entrepreneurs are just as capable of so succeeding good. given the chance as white good for entrepreneurs the, Good are. for the black entrepreneurs. But they don't have lawyers. They don't have... They, they, they don't have accountants. They don't have accountants. Winning TV with a diamond. DLive.tv slash winning TV. By the way, great show last night. Very, lots of fun. I only caught like the second half, but I was laughing a lot. 
uh, Winning TV joined by the evergreen Kitty B, ladies and gentlemen. It was brother bring and ya wicked man together at last, like nuts and gum. So you should go back and check out the replay if you haven't seen it. Winning TV, dlife.tv slash winning TV. And the full corruption of Phil as, um, you know, as a live streamer is, is now complete, I think. You know, when I first met Phil, and, you know, to be fair, I was probably doing a lot more serious stuff than I am these days as well. I don't know if that's just like a natural thing or if I've if I've consciously gone that way or not. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's fatigue. I don't know. I'm speaking purely for myself. I can't speak for Phil. Phil's been corrupted by other people. So when I first met Winning TV, he would do like, you know, serious political stuff. Let's talk about taxes, right? Say I I love talking about taxes. That's why I always say me and uh, Winning TV are always like, you know, the political nerds in the room. Because we'll talk about, you know, we'll get right into the depth. We'll get very wonky about it. And everyone else is like, ugh. <laughs> but that's no longer the case. Now with, like, so two hours with Kitty B, I think, on his on his program last night, that was enough to seal in the complete transformation of Winning TV. It started with getting a little black-pilled, <laughs> I think, maybe 18 months ago. And then that slowly devolved. And then last night I'm watching videos on Phil Shaw. I've got no fucking idea who these people are, why they're on the internet at all. <laughs> and Kitty's like, oh, yeah, no, don't worry. I've got like 50 more. <laughs> and I said, well, that's it. Winning TV now. His, his transformation to the dark side is now complete. Brother fucking bring. Winning TV. So an inspirational message from Joey B, the president. Come on, let's keep it straight here. This is very important. This is important fucking political news. We have to we have to get the good word out here on Team YouTube. But they don't have lawyers. They yeah. don't have they, they they don't have accountants. You know the you know the black entrepreneurs are just as good as the white entrepreneurs, but they don't have the lawyers. They don't have the accountants. You know they can't even use the internet to get, to find the lawyers and the accountants. I think that they don't have mobile phones. Did you know that? They just can't connect. Sinister Charlie pipped five dollars. Thank you, sir. Thanks for the wrench. I'm now drunk with power. Wait, that's bourbon. Exactly. People have wondered about like my selection process for wrenches and like mod status and stuff. I don't. I genuinely don't expect any of you to do anything. I don't. If you if you do do stuff though, if you choose to use your power, uh, like I've said on the show, because Sinister Charlie before said, you know, I'm never going to use this, right? I'm the same. Whenever someone mods me in their chat, I'm like, well, that's a waste of time, because I'm, I'm not going to ban anyone for anything. <laughs> you know, I'm a terrible mod. <laughs> terrible mod. Yeah, I'm not like I'm not. I'm not a worker kind of. If I'm watching a stream, I'm not in the mood to work. So I'm like, now nah, well, you know. I appreciate it though, tip of the fucking hat. But I'm the kind of mod that's never going to ban anyone, so you know. I might, I might, you know, I, I might ban for fun though, just because I don't like you. <laughs> because you gave somebody gave me the power, so I'm like, well, I'll just get rid of this guy. Fuck him. <laughs> but I'm not, out of principle. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it when someone deserves it. I'll only do it when they don't deserve it for my own amusement. You know. I think that's the best way to go about. You know, chat room. Because, see, I've never, like, really policed the chat. I don't want to police the chat. It's not something I want to fucking bother with, you know? 
um, a lot of platforms now actually require you to have mods in some way. It's not like an official rule, but sometimes like they'll write you an email and say, hey, we noticed you haven't got any mods in the chat. It's getting a little out of control. You know what I mean? But um, I've always thought, well, you guys are should be adults. If you're not an adult, you sh I don't even fucking want you listening to this. Um, you should be adults. So I've always thought, well, let, let them sort it out themselves. Like if people are fighting in the chat, let them figure it out on their own fucking, it's not my problem, you know? <laughs> I'm doing what I do and you, you guys are in there. And if you want to tear shreds off each other, and then so be it. I'm just going to keep walking past the storefront whistling with a cigarette. <laughs> you know? So, but I've always said, like, if you do, like, I'm not taking responsibility for what my mods do at the same time. Because so, sometimes people have got in touch and said, oh, this person banned me and they shouldn't have banned me. And I'm always like, oh, look, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> But they're your mods. And I'm like, yeah, but that's once once they've been given like the wrench, they basically become like independent terror cells. So if you've got an issue with a mod, like they, they operate independent of central command. They're just given the wrench or they're given the hatchet on deal and then that's it. They're off. Your training is now complete. Go into the world, you know, spread the good word. So if they're banning you stuff, like you have to ask them. I don't know. I don't want to know. And if they ask me, if they come to me and say, should I unban this person? I'm like, what are you asking me for? You're a mod. It's your, it's your problem. So if you don't want the status though, just let me know and I'll happily take it back. But if you want to hang on to it and just never use it, that's okay too. I understand. I do feel sorry for the black people though, because we're talking about Joey B here. I do feel sorry for the black entrepreneurs. Like according to Joey B, if only... They could get themselves a good accountant if only they could get a lawyer. <laughs> um, you know, a white, obviously a white lawyer, Mr. Goldberg. Mr. Goldstein. Good white, get yourself a good white lawyer there. But, you know, and I guess it's probably because they don't know how to use the internet, right, Joe? <laughs> right, mate? Remember that? So he's doing really well. I was trying to think of what it made me think of and I thought of this from The Simpsons. You remember Ray Patterson in The Simpsons? He was a one-episode character. I can't remember which celebrity did his voice, but he was the sanitation commissioner, remember? And Homer ran against him. Homer won in like a, um, a landslide surprise victory and then fucked everything up. And then so then after that, they voted Ray Patterson back in and he said, thank you for voting me back in, but, you know, you can all go to hell because you voted for the other guy and he screwed everything up. I tried to tell you, so, so long, I'm out of here. And then they play a little song afterwards. Now, I'm hoping that, because I, I didn't have time before the intro started to find the video and I didn't want to play videos over the top of the intro, audio-wise. Now, all in favour of reinstating okay. Ray Patterson. Because the band plays a little song when he finishes when he finishes speaking and I thought, that sums up Joe Biden. Not the like, not the noble, proud marching songs. None of that. It's this. Okay, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> it's like a little three piece. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this will do. Take it away, Joey B. <laughs> but they have great ideas. <laughs> Oh, oh gosh. You know, 
I'm not much on speeches, but it's so gratifying to leave you wallowing in the mess you've made. You're screwed. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right. Now let's see if we can do this. Again, this is on the fly, and I'm not very good at this kind of thing, so let's go. The data shows young black entrepreneurs are just as capable of succeeding given the chance as white entrepreneurs good, good for the black entrepreneurs but they don't have lawyers they don't uh, have they, they they don't have accountants right but they have great ideas great ideas does anyone doubt this whole nation would be better off from the investments those people make and i promise you that's why i set up this national small business administration right. that's much broader because they're going to get those loans He's right. He ain't much on speeches. <laughs> hey, there you go. Perfect for Joey B. So from now on, whenever I see him walk out, I'm just going to be thinking that tune. <laughs> Joey fucking B, ladies and gentlemen. All right. uh, maybe you weren't inspired by Joey B's message. Maybe you weren't. Who knows? Maybe you're, you know, one of these conspiracy theorists, science denying type of individuals who, you know, just don't. I guess you don't understand the subtle um, strength of a Joey B. You know, the less he says, the better. And isn't that what we really want from all of our leaders? And maybe that's not enough. You know, there's been a lot of drives lately to get people vaccinated, which, of course, we agree with here on Team YouTube. I mean, uh, the work that Suze and myself are doing here on the team. I mean, you really can't put a price on it. And, you know, I'm very dedicated to the cause. So when I see stories like the one I'm about to show you, uh, it really hits home that, you know, just how important this work is, how serious this is, and how all of us need to be very circumspect when we talk about, uh, you know, keeping COVID safe. So if Joey B doesn't inspire you, I know what will couple of nice, big, plump, juicy, wet titties in your face, huh? Huh? Think about it. We've, we've seen so many people, like, giving away stuff, free coffee, free beer. How about free titties? It's nine in the city. Press one in the chat if you'd consider vaccination for a couple of titties in your face. To be honest, I think at least a few of you would. I mean, if you were lining up out the front of a, out the front of a strip joint, and somebody came up to you and said, "Look, we'll stick a needle in your arm right now, and you can get a free lap dance." What do you think? How many people in that line do you reckon would lie and and get the second vaccine? <laughs> you know, like, no, oh, no, I definitely haven't. You look like the same guy who's been here like three or four times today. You're just like wearing a different shirt. No, no, mate, no, different dude. I definitely wasn't here earlier in a different shirt. It wasn't me. Okay, fair enough. Here, have another vaccine. Beautiful. Is Bubbles still on? Or If she's not on, I'll have candy instead. <laughs> Couple of titties in your face to celebrate vaccinations, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this was sent through earlier today by Comfy Friend. Thank you for the little hot tip here. Like I said, before I thought we had nothing to do. Now I'm pretty sure we've got a full show. Let's have a look. I'm 
use this for incentive to get your vaccine. Get your shot today and you can get free dances from a local strip club. Mm -hmm. Larry Flint's Hustler Club is among the sites offering COVID-19 vaccinations this weekend. And this morning we have Fox 5's... <laughs> pretty funny the the female on the on the newscast here the looks that she's giving the camera she's like mm -hmm, yep that's what we're doing <laughs> i i don't think she's a fan and i think she's kind of <laughs> i don't think she rates this story at all <laughs> to be honest <laughs> yep so our city is giving away lap dancers mm -hmm. yep that's what we're doing here in Las Vegas. This is KVVU TV, Fox 5, Las Vegas. Is among the sites offering COVID-19 vaccinations this weekend. Uh -huh. And this weekend. morning we have Fox 5's Dave Hall tell us all about the perks. And uh, tell kudos us about the to perks, Dave. Kaja, our producer, for putting this story so high up in the oh newscast. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He's clapping. It wasn't the lead story, but <laughs> we'll forgive Kaja. Okay, now Dave Hall looks like a pretty cool kind of a guy. I reckon he's a man who enjoys his sports. Um, he probably used to, like, maybe do a little bit of athletic work, maybe a little triathlon or something in his college days, I'm guessing. And I'm also guessing that this was one of those stories he put his hand up for. You know, what is... So we've got this hot tip about um, a vaccine clinic going up at a, a strip club. <laughs> before before the editor could even get the sentence out, Dave was like, yep, yep, I'll take it, boss. Are you sure? Yes, I'll head out to the strip club. I'll do it. I'll take care of it. D honey, it's for work. <laughs> Dave, what are you doing? I, th I, I saw you at a strip club on the news. Honey, it's for work, I swear. Now we've got six more days of shooting there because I'm doing a special, a documentary actually. Thank you for keeping me COVID safe while I have an erection, Hustler Club. You know, you guys, after seven years of college and 25 years in the broadcast industry, uh -huh. I finally landed on the story I was born to tell. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I swear to God, I didn't know he was gonna say that. He's trying to laugh it off, but secretly, he really believes it. <laughs> this is the one. This is the one I've been waiting for. This is the albatross to strap around one's neck. This is the most Las Vegas of Las Vegas stories. Today, you can tell your loved one, hey, honey, I'm going to the strip club, and she might not divorce you. And here's why, from four to seven, she might you can not come divorce here you. and get your COVID shot, and then all kinds of, of other perks. So here I am. I'm right outside Larry Flint's Hustler Club. Yes, the boss has told me to stay 500 feet away from the doors, which is just fine. My wife would keep like to keep it that That's okay. My erection is only 450 feet from the door. I can still masturbate from here. If we just get them dancing around on the rooftop, we've got to get a shot of them. That way anyway. So again, from four to seven... Actually, you know what? It'd be the thing like, okay, guys, let's get through the taping, you know, where they would normally spend an hour or so getting all the shots or two... Let's, let's give them two hours. Let's say they normally spend two hours like getting all the shots and the angles and then doing like the recording and stuff or setting up for the live cross. Today, they did it in 15 minutes. 
They got it done. One shot, bang! All right, let's go get in there. <laughs> you got you got the you got the dollar bills, right? Yes, come on! I got them on the way here. Let's go. Because we've got like two and a half hours before the next team meeting, so let's fucking rock this. <laughs> you got to make the most of it while you're out there. You can come out here and either get the Pfizer shot or the Johnson and Johnson shot. This is this is the most fucking. This is the most flagrant one that we've seen. So for it was donuts and coffee and beer. Okay, we're giving away we're giving away donuts and coffee and beer, sir. And it seems like we still can't reach a big subsection of the community out there. I mean, vaccination rates have dropped at least fifty percent. So we're trying hard. We're trying desperately hard to keep our numbers up so we can prove to everybody how COVID safe we are, right? We've we've tried giving away fucking NASCAR. To, I guess it was always going to come to lap dancers because the last one they tried to give away was NASCAR tickets. You know. <laughs> so once you give out the NASCAR tickets and you've still got people holding off on the edge, it's like, okay, we have to give them nudity now. That's it. That's all we've got. Like I said ages ago, um, you know, I'm not I'm not falling for free donuts. I'm not falling for free coffee. They're now giving away million dollar lottery prizes. I'm holding out until uh, getting blown by Scarlett Johansson is on the table. Once that comes down, I'm like, all right, sign me up. <laughs> but until then, and I think you know, I genuinely believe. Look, we're giving away fucking lap dances now. We're giving away. We're giving away strippers at the Hustler Club rubbing their tits in your face now. So I think that I'm going to get what I'm holding out for. I think that's the next step. We're already at nudity, ladies and gentlemen. I'm pretty sure next it's going to be, all right, all right, here's, yes, exactly, as Natasha Romanoff. Here's Romanoff. Okay, fantastic. I'm going to interrogate the son of a bitch. Please do. And uh, I'll take the vaccine anytime you want now. Done. I'm in. <laughs> you must be 21 or older. Major Tom in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. DLive.tv slash Major underscore Tom with zeros for O's because everything in your life is that difficult. What about the free guns? I mean, if I could get a legal machine gun, I might think about it. <laughs> Just, I like that getting a machine gun is puts it in the maybe pile. It's not enough to get you over the line, but at least, hey, at least we're talking here, you know. At least, well, okay, now I'm listening. <laughs> what else have you got for me? What else can you give me? <laughs> How about getting blown by Scarlett Johansson? Can we add that to the list? Okay, now we're talking. Machine gun, lap dance, let's, okay. okay. And I'll be taking that free beer as well, just for, just for fucking, just for funsies. Just for funsies. And I'll take that free bag of weed as well. You can hand that over. And you know what? Maybe I will go to the NASCAR. I I do think they need to, like, load them up. It shouldn't just be one. You should be able to mix and match. Maybe we can put together packages of incentives. So how about this? You can have the donut, the NASCAR, and the lap dance. What do you think? I'll take it. Maybe lap dances and NASCAR isn't your thing. It's like, well, you can have the weed... Uh, the concert tickets and the movie premiere. What do you think? Okay. See, we can wheel and deal here. Get this done. 
and you must not have received any other vaccine at this point. So again, it's either the Pfizer or the Johnson & Johnson shot from 4 to 7 today. And then at 7.30, uh, I'm told the entertainment begins. I'm not entirely sure what that means. I've never, you know, I've never ventured inside these kinds of places before, but I think I can figure out what it means. Um, but what... <laughs> oh. Oh, mate. <laughs> that was... That wasn't even believable to the bro code. You know, like if I was standing next to him, if your buddy said something like that, if your buddy was that, you know, non-convincing, <laughs> X to doubt, exactly. If your buddy was like that bad at trying to convince you that he has no idea what it's like inside, you would you would act up for him, you know, to make it, oh yeah, for sure, bro. You know, you would, you would do your best to try and make it sound believable. Oh, God, I hate it when these things refresh. You would do your best to try and make it sound believable, right? But this if I was with him, I would look at him and go... <laughs> wouldn't even say a word, just... Because <sighs> that was not believable in any way, shape or form. Sorry, I'm just doing something in the background. Okay, where were we? How's this for That's right, titties in my face. Membership, free bottle, limo rides, tickets to another sexy show that uh, they're touting. A sexy show Again, that it's I've... either the Pfizer or the... A sexy show I've got no ju- idea about what happens there. I mean, I hear it's pretty sexy in there, Bob. I hear there are women of the night who are scantily clad. I heard even there's a chance for nudity on some occasions. Thank you for coming. coming. I'll I'll see you in hell. I mean, I I don't know exactly for sure. I mean, because I've never been inside one of these places, and I think you'll find my wife would know that. Honey? (laughs) Honey, I love you. Okay. You know, honey, I would never go to a place. I mean, they objectify women, Bob. They're so... They're so mean to women. I would never go into a place where women take their clothes off. I mean, come on. Who wants to see naked women anyway? By the way, uh, Mr. Johnson, you're ready for your vaccine. Okay, thank you. I don't know why he's kind of morphing into a, a bit of a Trump, but whatever. Just fine. My wife would keep like to keep it that way anyway. So again, from four to seven, <laughs> yeah, you can come that out way, here anyway. and either get the Pfizer shot yeah. or the Johnson and Johnson shot. I like. I love that. There's a range now. You have options. Would you? And would the gentleman like the Pfizer with his erection this afternoon, or would he prefer the Johnson and Johnson? Well, you know, I've had a long day at work. Give me the J and J. Give me the J&J and I'll take the little, the Puerto Rican fucking chick for the, for my special dance. Mr. G, exactly, Mr. Johnson. <laughs> Give me the Mr. Johnson. <laughs> you must be 21 or older and you must not have received any other vaccine at this point. So okay. again, it's either the Pfizer or the... I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there are horny old men down there who are lining up for vaccine six and fucking seven and we're only going to find out about it when their neighbour discovers them, you know, face down in the bathroom of their shitty one-bedroom apartment after the stink fills the hallway 
of death for the like like for a month, you know. Eventually they'll kick the door down. Oh shit, he's dead. Fuck. He's been here for ages. Oh god, he stinks, you know. Only then will they realize, you know, what was the cause of death? Well, it seems like he was at the hustler club four times a day for two weeks and he died from having 27 fucking vaccination shots in a week and a half. <laughs> he just kept getting the free lap dances. He's like, well, you got to go sometime. I may as well go with a couple of fucking big, a big couple of big milkers bouncing around in my forehead. Bonga, bonga, bonga. Mama. Granddad was, everybody loved Granddad. He went out the way he wanted to. With his, with, with his once a day erection. Good on you, Granddad. Come on down. The Johnson & Johnson shot from 4 to 7 today. And then at 7.30, uh, I'm told the entertainment begins. I'm not entirely hey. sure what that means. I've never, you know. <laughs> I've got, I mean, I've got no, no idea what they're even talking about. Honey? Honey, honey, you there? <laughs> I mean, I've never even seen inside one of these places in my in my life. I've never ventured inside these kinds of places never. before, but no, I think I can figure out what it means. Yeah. Um, but once you come here, but and really, you don't you don't really know though, because if you've never been in there, you don't know, do you? See, the secret is, I know, because I've been inside a strip club before, believe it or not. Shock horror. <laughs> I've been inside a strip club before a few times. <laughs> um, back in my younger days. But, um, you know, what he fails to understand is when we go in there, because he's never been inside one, so he's got no idea. What happens is we all go in there, uh, everybody keeps their clothes on, we sit there and smoke cigars and talk about the railways. We drink whiskey on the rocks and we talk about the new railways. Diesel, the cost of diesel fuel and so on. We talk about what effect the tax rise is going to have on our investment portfolios. And the women, the, the women don't strip, they just serve you drinks and cucumber sandwiches. <laughs> Goofy boots, younger days, as in yesterday. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Every day. Let's carry on. Shot, man, listen to this perk package. You Give get me a, a platinum pack. club membership, free bottle, limo rides, free tickets bottle. to another sexy show that uh, they're touting. It's like a, a package worth $5,000. And again, the main reason is they're trying to encourage people to get their vaccine shot, you guys. Yeah. Uh, so again, if you don't know where we are, we're right outside the Larry Flint Hustler Club. This Who would have thought? Larry Flint's dead. He died recently. Do you reckon, because he got into a lot of, he used, he, um, you know, he defended the First Amendment and fucking in federal court and shit, Supreme Court cases and stuff. He's done the fucking lot. Uh, gypsy of diamonds with a diamond. Vandegel steals a diamond gypsy. Free anal bleaching. That could be a perk on the list. I mean, we're going to give something for the women here, you know. So, you know, Larry Flint did a lot. Um... Put his fucking put his money where his mouth is, you know. Fought a lot of shit in court. Took a bullet in the back. Uh, they tried really hard to get rid of him. And do you reckon at any point, like in those early years, do you reckon he ever would have thought that one day, like a club with in, with his company name emblazoned on it, 
would be like on fucking Fox News. Like they're they're promoting the strip club. We are we are now at the level where Fox News is not only not only uh, leaving Larry Flint alone, leaving Hustler alone, but now actively promoting them on their local news broadcasts. It's, it's fucking insane, isn't it? Twenty twenty one, ladies and gentlemen, it's off its tits. No pun intended. No pun intended. Yeah, so everybody, come on down here to the Hustler Club. I mean, look at this perk pack they're giving you. This is how this is how much they care about you getting the vaccine. They will openly promote the fucking Hustler Club on the news now. Hey, come down here, get a fucking lap, get some titties in your face, get a bottle, get a limo ride. I mean, what else do you fucking want here? Just get the vaccine for Christ's sake. This is right off of uh, Dean Martin Drive for those of you who have who have never been here. Dave. He's giving you the address. He's giving you the fucking address. Norm- normally it'd be like the part of town or the town it's in. Look, the Hustler Club down here in like Las Vegas South or whatever. Whatever you'd want to say. They're giving you the fucking and it's a- you turn left at the end. You turn left at the gas station, and you follow that road down for about two and a half miles. Okay. Now you're gonna come across Taco Bell. I want you to take a right there. <laughs> the address is number 64 Dean Martin Drive. Okay. Now you're gonna want. There's a parking building across the road. You're wanna gonna. You're gonna wanna go into the parking building because let me tell you, the car park here in like at the club itself is always full, bro. So it's like you're just wasting your time. So just go around the block, go in the parking building, and then just walk across the street. It's like 10 bucks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going to be handing out cold cans of Sprite here in the rock van, <laughs> which is parked next to the vaccination van, which is parked next to the, <laughs> to the fucking private dance van. That's where you get your titties in your face there, Bob. <laughs> Dave, you know you, what's funny, you guys, is... Yeah. It's not funny at yeah. all. It's serious. Well, you Trust mentioned that the, the entertainment begins at 7.30. The vaccines start at 4. I would just... Uh, you're, you're still on camera, by the way. Oh, you have a dollar bill there. Um, <laughs> the, oh. <laughs> oh, that was so awkward. Did you guys, did you witness that little to, oh, oh, bro. <laughs> oh, no. So, so what's happened here, right? If you're listening to the podcast, they've zoomed, oh, God, it, and it refreshes again. The page refreshes again. The, this the camera zooms in, the camera zooms in, and the guy's got like a dollar bill in his shirt. Like, obviously, you know, for when he gets his lap dance and the girl comes in, to be fair, he's a bit of a rookie. You're supposed to put the dollar bill um, in your fly, in the fly of your jeans sticking out. That's what you're supposed to do. So when you stand up, they can see the dollar bill there and they're like, oh, it's like, they take it with their mouth. Winning TV or the diamond, free vax with stripper, but you pay for penicillin. You pay for the you pay for the medicine, the herpes cream that you're gonna need afterwards. <laughs> so he's got a dollar bill tucked in his shirt, okay, and 
the woman doesn't realise what's going on at first. The woman who was obviously not very impressed with this story at the start, like, she couldn't mask her rage. She tried, but she didn't fucking get past us. You know, she was doing that thing that women do when they smile, but they're seething at the same time. It's unmistakable. It lets off a scent like hot lava. It smells like burning flesh. Mm. Yeah, well, if that's what you want to do, then fine. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. She was doing that kind of thing. So the camera zooms in, and when she realizes that it's a dollar bill, oh, man, it's her world comes crashing down upon her. Have a look. It's tickets to another sexy show that uh, they're touting. Sexy it's show, like which a, I've got no idea what they do because I've never been inside. And again, the main reason is they're trying to encourage people to get their vaccine shot, you guys. Yeah. Uh, so again, if you don't know where we are, we're right outside the Larry Flint Hustler Club. Okay. This is right off of uh, Dean Martin Drive for those of yes. you who have, who have never been here. Dave, and Dave. You know you... what's funny, you guys, is... Here yeah. we go. Yeah. Well, you mentioned that the, the entertainment begins at 7.30. The vaccines start at 4. I would just, uh, you're, you're still on camera, by the way. Oh, you have a dollar bill there. <laughs> and the male co-host laughing as well makes it even better because he's a typical fucking like brain dead jockey kind of guy. You can tell. I mean, look at his haircut. He's still using gel in his hair and he's in his early 40s. That's telling you all you need to know. He's still gelling up his fringe. Ah, <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, bro. Titties in your face, bro. Beautiful. It's a beautiful contrast. Here you have the woman who is very offended, and the guy is like, ha yeah. <laughs> he would have given the other guy a high five if he was in the same studio. They would have done a fist pump on this. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, bro. I would just, uh, you're, you're still on camera, by the way. Oh, you have a dollar bill there. Um, the. the <laughs> I mean, this is so sexist for Pride Month, isn't it? How awful. How awful. <laughs> Don't laugh, because out there somewhere, somebody is unironically angry at the fact that the guy is has a dollar bill tucked in his shirt, and they're going to say this is sexist, and the other co-host laughing is sexist, and it's offensive to women everywhere that they're not treating her with professionalism. They'll say that without even mentioning once that the same story is about promoting a titty, a fucking strip club. They'll say nothing about the promotion of the strip. No, that's empowering. No, no. No, if a woman wants to suck somebody's dick for $50 while they line up to get a vaccine at the Hustler Club, I mean, that's all the power. You go, girl. But if a guy tucks a dollar bill in his shirt, I mean, fucking hell, can you even control your misogyny? Holy shit. Don't laugh because out there somebody, somebody, somewhere is like having that thought. Because the world is filled with very stupid people. And we just gotta hang on for as long as we can so we can enjoy the good times. I just I just wanna I don't know how that I don't know 
I don't know how that got there. Uh huh. She's oh fake laughing. Yeah. I, I just I would like everyone to know the observation period is only 15 minutes. So she's very uncomfortable because she plays with her hair when she's uncomfortable. So you know when you tell the wife I'm going right. to get my vaccine, it's not going to take from 4 to 9 p.m. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was pretty funny. Pretty in an obvious way, but funny nonetheless. She's okay. I like her. I mean, yeah. some people have harsher reactions than others. So, you guys, you know, I'm big on, like, funny sayings and stuff. I need you guys to judge these for me. You know, I'm kind of known around the office as the guy who has, like, all of the funny things to say. You know, they know me around here. Hi, you know, you're new. Are you new here at Fox 5, KWVU-TV? Hi, my name's Matt. Um, I'm kind of like the, the, the joker around here, you know. You know, everybody knows how much I love my funny sayings. Do you like funny sayings? Look, I got a funny saying for like everything. Like, like I got a line all the time. Okay, so that's the coffee room over there. That's the coffee room. Uh, park your car. You know, did you park your car in the garage across the road? It's only like ten bucks. Yeah, you're never gonna get a park here out the front. The car park's always full. You're never gonna get that. Yeah, I'm the guy with the funny lines for for everything. For me, I was on the Google machine this morning. Uh -huh. um, the Google machine. Like, if I was the marketing director for this event, this is what I would have come up with. Um, jab for a jiggle. Yeah, we like that. We like it. Mm -hmm. uh, a, a poke to feel stoked. Oh, my God. I like Did you hear her? Oh my god. <laughs> she couldn't hide it anymore. She's like fucking hell. What what am I doing here? Why am I on this fucking broadcast? <laughs> the first one. A boost. Jack and, and he is really proud of it, you know. Boo! Get off the stage! <laughs> Poke for a stroke, was it? <laughs> a bit comfy friend in the chat. Poke and a stroke. Yeah. Ab for a jiggle? Yeah. We like that. We like it. Mm -hmm. uh, a, a poke to feel stoked? Oh my god. <laughs> Because she's going along with it for the first one. She's like, mm-hmm, okay, we like it. We, not I, not me, we. In other words, I don't. <laughs> me do not, do not like. But we here at the news desk, okay, we like it, I guess. And then the second one, was it the poke for, <laughs> poke for a stoke or whatever it was? And that was enough. That was her bar then had been reached. And she's like, oh, my. One more time. Yeah, we like that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I just, I would like to 9 p.m. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. some people have harsher reactions than others. So you guys, you know, I'm big on like 
funny sayings and stuff. I need you guys to judge these for me. I was on the Google machine. This Actually, you know what? I think that, oh my God, I think she's embarrassed for him. Because now I'm watching this part of the replay, right? She actually leans back because she knows, I guess she knows what a dumbass he is. Like what a kind of douchey kind of guy he is. So she leans, she leans back and she kind of gives that look like, I can't believe he's doing this. You know what I mean? I can't believe he's about to fucking do this shit on the news. <laughs> so that's why she kind of leans back and like covers her face like, oh my fucking God. And when she's like, oh my God, I think that's her getting embarrassed for him. You know, feeling that shared embarrassment that, that only comes with, like, I remember when I was a kid in high school. And there was a few of us, like, we used to be the music guys, so we'd hang around, like, the music rooms and play guitars and shit at lunchtime, like, do douchebaggy things like that. And there was another dude who was, like, in a metal band, but one of those gay metal bands that ha play organs and they have long hair and stuff. And their lyrics are shit like, you know, Virgins stalk the earth and Satan delivers the world to the Antichrist. And like all of that fucking gay, 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 gay stuff with the long hair and the dun, 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 like organ shit. It's just fucking terrible. But they, they, all of those guys had in common, they all thought that they were the best. They all thought everybody loved them and everybody thought they were a fucking joke. So we're out, you know, playing our guitar and stuff. And this guy who's trying to like big dick us or something, because he was like three or four years older than us. And he, he walks past like fucking swinging shoulders and shit. And, um, you know, jumps through a window, like after being a smart ass, slips on a desk and then like fucking face plants the window. <laughs> so he tried to do like a cool move like jumping up on the desk in one jump and then jumping through the window, but he slipped on the desk and then went smack into the glass. And then with everybody like, you know, four or five guys standing there watching him going, <laughs> he had to get up and go, yeah, fucking whatever. And just like keep, try to pretend to keep being cool. That was probably the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen that I wasn't a part of. That was like, oh. <laughs> I think she's experiencing oh, that kind of a feeling. Vaccine. Get your shot today. Get your shot like today. Like if I was the marketing director for this event, this is what I would have come up with. Okay. Um, jab for a jiggle. Yeah. We like that. We like it. Mm -hmm. uh, a, a poke to feel stoked. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't get over it. Oh my God. <laughs> I like the first one. A booster to crow like a rooster. <laughs> oh. A shot for things to get hot. Not bad. Yeah. And a hit to get lit. Oh all right. Gosh. All right. Not bad. I think the first one, which is the one you, you hashtag anyway. Too enthused. Um, I can't believe. I... Jiggle. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now I really like the news read. Now I really like this girl. <laughs> I think she's amazing. Okay. I've gone completely 180. Now I really like her. So there you have it. Las Vegas Strip Club hosting COVID-19 vaccine event Friday night. Line up, get some titties in your face, get the vaccine. It's going to be fucking fantastic. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, where shall we go from here? Okay, you know what? We'll stay on the... Th Actually, no. Uh, so here's the tweet I put out earlier. And I said, look, if there's anything you want us to discuss, let me know because I really don't know what I'm going to do tonight. Now I've got way too much. Uh, two people got in touch with me. Charlie, Sinister Charlie said, I ate a bagel with cream cheese and bacon. Is that worth covering? Yes, it is. There you go. We just covered it. 
Thank you for getting in touch, Charlie. Cream cheese with bacon. Was the bacon fried or grilled? Like, was it little pieces of bacon? It has to be like little fried little chunks of bacon to go in cream cheese, doesn't it? I don't know if I want like a slice of bacon, a piece of bacon. I want pieces. It was okay. Sinister Charlie reporting in the chat. It was okay. There you go. And uh, Victor Von Schroom also got in touch, said this could be fun. Let's have a look. Now proven against coronavirus, mRNA can do so much more. Ah, we're going to roll it out across, across multiple facets. This is good. When the final phase three data came out last November showing the mRNA vaccines made by Pfizer, BioNTech and Moderna, which one do I get the, which one do I have to take to get the lap dance though? That's all I'm really concerned about. We're more than 90% effective. Dr. Anthony Fauci had no words. He texted smiley face emojis to a journalist seeking his reaction. We'll trust the science. That's very adult of Dr. Fauci. This astonishing efficacy has held up in real-world studies in the US, Israel, and elsewhere. That's it. (laughs) I like that. Listen to this one more time. The astonishing efficacy has held up in real-world studies in, quote, the US, Israel, and elsewhere. Well, as long as the US and Israel are doing it, that's good enough for me. The mRNA technology, who cares about the other countries? Fuck them. The US, Israel, and I don't know, some other places. The mRNA technology developed for its speed and flexibility as opposed to expectations. That's an interesting way of putting it. It would provide strong protection against an infectious disease, has pleased and astonished even those who have already advocated for it. Mmm... They're very happy with this. The messenger RNA or mRNA platform may be new to the global public, but it's a technology that researchers have been betting on for decades. Now those bets are paying off and not just by turning back a pandemic that killed millions in just one year. This approach that led to remarkably safe and effective vaccines, again, remarkably safe and effective. Remarkable. It's so, it's remarkably good, isn't it? It's remarkable. You wouldn't have imagined how fucking amazing this is, would you? I mean, it's going so well. It's remarkable. This approach that led to remarkably safe and effective vaccines against a new virus is also showing promise against old enemies such as HIV. It's curing everything. This miracle vaccine. And infections that threaten babies and young children got to save the babies, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to save the babies, save the children. Such as respiratory uh, virus <laughs> and metanumovirus. Metanumovirus? Bad shit. It's being tested as a treatment for cancers, including melanoma and brain tumors. It might offer a new way to treat autoimmune diseases. It's also being checked out as a possible alternative to gene therapy for intractable conditions such as sickle cell disease, ladies and gentlemen. Let's have a look here. Is this muted? It's muted. COVID vaccine last December. Yep. I remember thinking this just is Dr. how Sanjay Gupta. and extraordinary this moment was at the same time. Uh-huh. 
It wasn't just that the vaccine had the potential to protect you and me and end this pandemic, but also the possibility that this vaccine's technology could fundamentally change medicine. Right. It all starts with this tiny strand of genetic material known as messenger RNA, mRNA. It's made in our bodies all the time, directing our cells to make different proteins. And it's also the backbone of Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna's COVID-19 vaccines. In this case, instructing our own bodies to first make the coronavirus's signature spike protein, which then in turn prompts our immune system to create antibodies to that spike protein. Okay, but why do I need um, a vaccine to create more COVID in me when COVID is so dangerous and everywhere already? Like, could I not just, could I not just develop, you know, the antibodies by getting like real COVID? Why do I need fake COVID? Just, I don't know. I mean, there's real COVID out there. It's everywhere. That's why I'm not allowed to go to the, that's why I'm not allowed to go to a restaurant today. Because real COVID is out there. Why do I need fake COVID? (laughs) Excuse me, President Biden. Why do I need fake COVID to fight real COVID? Well, you see, the, the thing is with that is because, uh, you know, the, the, they're black entrepreneurs. I mean, they're just as good as the white folks, you see. And, uh, you know, but they don't have the lawyers and they don't have the accountants and you got to wear your mask. Got to wear your mask. You got to make sure you have the, uh, your mask on. You got to be safe and you rub your hair. And make it rub the leg and make, uh, you know, the hair go the other way. He's right. He ain't much on speeches. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic work. All right, with that, let's take a quick five-minute break here on the show, ladies and gentlemen. When we return, so much more to get through here on this Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Stick around. We'll see you soon. country. Corrupt politicians bought and paid for by hypersized corporate conglomerates on one side and emotionally manipulated mindless automatons pushing you into their arms on the other. But what if I told you there was another choice? That we could end all of this in an instant. 
I'm Major Tom, and I want to be your president. My comprehensive Nuke America Now campaign is proven, bipartisan, and effective. Unlike all those other people offering you false platitudes about change and togetherness, I make you only one simple campaign promise. If elected, after a week-long rager to celebrate the greatest country ever known, I'll turn America's entire nuclear arsenal in on itself, and we'll make sure America goes out on top and on our own terms. The time to pretend that this country is fixable is over. It's time to elect a leader that understands our situation. So remember, vote MT2024, and let's finally give this joke the punchline it deserves. Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-will Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, wise censored, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you fumbling for coins when you have a heavy bag? <laughs> There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Can't be old movies and old cartoons. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. This right this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. And shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. 
No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie. Tonight. Hey, coming back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us. Wednesday night edition, Daily Boogie Fucking Podcast. So much more to get through. Um, it's We're going to do a multiple choice. I'm going to ask you which which direction you want to go in. Because there's, there's a few options. So I want you to stew already. I want you to think about what kind of a mood you're in, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget, later on tonight, follow some of our friends. Coffee Talk with Sandra, Rational Times. Tomorrow night, Winning TV with uh, Victor Von Schroom, 7pm. Later on tonight, everybody's favourite lover of French women, Mitch, who is also currently a guest host on Frozen Asians show, Revenge of the Sis, ladies and gentlemen. So Frozo being very generous, letting other people go on his show, share his platform. It's very nice, trying to give him a boost, trying to give him a kickstart in their career. So Frozen Asian, host of Revenge of the Sis, doing a wonderful job there with Rob and Mitch, guest hosting. Fantastic work. Um, and of course, uh, Chimani. Don't forget about Chimani. Uh, Joy of Bessie. You know, you know the you know the game. The Rice Man. Give them all a follow. Mitch better than Marsh. Mitch better. All right. So which way do you want to go here? Okay. So I have some. All right. I, I don't know. Is everybody COVID COVIDed out? Although the first story was kind of fun. I mean, who doesn't like titties, right? So. But the, the other COVID stuff isn't really titty related. So maybe you're not interested. I don't know. You know, I would never know. I've never been inside one of those places, honey. Never. Pretty stoked for the poke. Oh, my God. So I've got some COVID stuff. Um, got some racisms. We can do some racisms. Or, or something completely different. So you decide. COVID... Racisms or something completely different. One, two, or three. I'll let you figure it out. see i'm not getting anything really clearly defined here in the chat so how about we do this we've done an inspirational message from the president how about an inspirational message from somebody else the vice president ladies and gentlemen i've been sitting on this one for about a week and a half two weeks something like that kamala harris uh giving a message to the graduates of 2021 an inspirational message have a look. Hello and congratulations Hello. to the class of 2021. Yeah. I am so, so proud back. of each and every one of you. Yes. You know, history is going to remember a lot about this time, about all who persevered, yeah. about all who served, mm. the heroes among us, 
and about all that was lost. Mm-hmm. Lives were lost, livelihoods and normalcy. Mm-hmm. And graduates, you will remember all of that to be sure. Mm-hmm. And yep. you will also remember one thing you gained. What's that? One important thing. Yes. One incredible thing. What's that? Your high school diploma. Uh, This one goes out to all the people who are saying that uh, Donald Trump should be reinstated in August. Now, all in favour of reinstating Ray Patterson? Victor underscore von underscore shroom tipped five dollars. Thank you, Victor. Kamla's speech would have gone better if these guys showed up to play after her speech. Just saying. Okay, it better be better than. Habt ihr noch einen letzten Wunsch? Nein. Nein. I know. Gay German cowboys. All right. Doch. Das Lied aus der Super Perfetta Werbung. You don't have to wait for later. Is it you It's like It's like I'm in the old west This is what I this is what I imagine the old west to really be like. There were there were a lot of fucking German immigrants in the old west, ladies and gentlemen. In the wild west. Und I pull my magazine, huh? I'm shooting in the Indian and make it feel so bad. I have a gun in my belt and I shoot you every day. <laughs> This is my cowboy hat. <laughs> Victor's saying it gets better. All right. Habt ihr noch einen letzten Wunsch? Nein. Nein. Doch, das Lied aus der Super Perfetta Werbung. I need, I need to, we need to focus on the Indian here. I don't think this gay man is a real Indian. <laughs> I mean, he's clearly a gay Indian. He's got little sparkles in his in his head in his traditional headdress there. I think he might be an Indian man in terms of like, you know, the subcontinent, um, you know, India, the the place next to Pakistan. I think he might be an Indian man playing a Native American Indian on a German TV show. <laughs> I think that might be. He might be Turkish. A lot of Turkish people living in Germany. <laughs> you don't have to wait for later. Is it you eliminator? Ask a local I'm trying to make out some of the lyrics because he's singing in English there, I think. And he's like, ask a local for the something, the super per- this this song is called Super Perforator, which I'm guessing is a kind of gun. 
It's a special bullet. I think I just heard special bullet. Okay, so the super perforator is a special bullet in a hidden magazine or something. Dancing routine. Oh, God. I'm just kind of speechless at the moment. I, I don't have anything to add to this, as, as fucking usual. Did he? He shot her. <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> oh gosh! You know. I'm not much on speeches, but it's so gratifying to leave you wallowing in the mess you've made. You're screwed. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> he, he just shot her in the chest. So she, he was very impressed with her tap dancing and then he, you know, put her down. And now they're dancing over her dead body. Oh, and he kicked her and now they're up. Okay, happy ending. Epic. Based. Pretty fucking based. You wouldn't see that on American TV. The Germans are cucked in so many fucking ways, but you wouldn't see that shit on American TV. Shooting women, gay Indians, guys dressed up like cowboys and, you know, white people dressed up like Indians. You would not see that in America, the land of the free. We love our freedom. You guys give your gun away. Uh, Germany's cucked in a lot of ways, but fucking... <laughs> Based. <laughs> based, exactly. Carry a monkey in the chat. Based and gay pilled. <laughs> Happy Pride Month, everybody. Happy Pride Month. Fucking fantastic selection from Victor Von Schroon. Let me put that shit in the chat for you. Fucking enjoy that. Well done. What a fucking dono. Your best one yet. Your best one yet. Uh, where were we? Kamala Harris. That's right. Do we want to keep on with Kamala Harris? She's pretty fucking boring. Let's give her another couple of minutes and see if she's 
if anything happens. <laughs> you know exactly what it took to get here. Uh-huh. Right in the middle of your junior year, everything seemed to stop. Prom was canceled, sports were canceled, school plays were canceled, and you were separated from your friends. The speech writers and your are support terrible. Network. For more than a year, you kept going to class even if it was online. They're 18 years old now. She's she's talking to them like they're like they're eight instead of eighteen, which I kind of find annoying already. She should already be talking to them like adults. You know. Not not patting them on the back for, oh, my God, it's just so special. It's so wonderful. It should be like, all right, you know, you guys are ready. You're old enough now. Go get them. Welcome to the team. You're part of the adult. You're, you're part of the adult group now. So, you know, fucking act like it. <laughs> More or less. I, I do find the babying to be particularly annoying. Yeah, 18-year-olds aren't as dumb as we think they are. You know, as older people think they are. They're not. They're, there's a lot of shit that they know that we fucking have no idea about. They've just had to grow up in, under completely different circumstances. And I, fe- I feel tremendously sorry for them. Even though they might dislike me saying so. Because, it, you know, I'm not trying to, d- to diminish them or victimize them or anything like that. But just, you know, the way that life is different for kids now than what it was for us. It's just... We were the last generation, you know, people my age, I mean, like mid to late 30s. <laughs> I like to say mid to late 30s instead of just late 30s. Um, people our age, we were the last generation who had like a chunk of our childhood, like pre-internet. So we're the last ones who remember what it was like. Um, the internet was a thing when we were like starting to get to like, you know, 10 years old. eight years. Old. So we kind of grew up with the early stages of it. But we still had that experience before the internet, if you know what I mean, to kind of balance it out. The the kids now, you know, if you're 21 now, you've only ever known a world with um, internet and, you know, mobile phones with cameras and shit. And I think it just completely has reshaped, um, you know, like the experience for kids now. Not not in a positive way either, very negative way. But what are you supposed to do? Like there's nothing you can do about it. And like I've said before, some kids, their whole life is on Facebook. You know, the, the day that they were born, their parents were taking photos of them and posting them on Facebook. So, like, from, it, from day one, they're now an internet identity. You know, we never had to worry about any of that shit. We could still fuck up and get into trouble and do what we wanted. But you kids now, you're fucking screwed because, you know... If you don't think your future employers, like if you're looking for a job and shit and you like to get loose and get, you know, drunk tweet on a Saturday night, consider. Uh, if you don't know that future employers are already like, you know, get once they get your name and your address, they're looking you up on Facebook and then, you know, you, they might be able to find your Twitter through your Facebook or your Instagram through your Facebook. If you don't think that they're looking through your social media now today when they go to hire people, and making decisions with that informed, um, you know, position, then you're silly. They already are. They're already doing that. So, you know, and if you're a 21-year-old kid or a 25-year-old or, you know, roughly in that area, your whole life basically has been, you know, on the internet in some way, shape or form. And they can find shit that you were doing when you were 17, posting about it on Facebook. So we never had to worry about that. 
you know, our, our childhood up to our early adulthood is largely a mystery where the internet is concerned. Whereas for you guys, everybody knows because it's on there. So I don't, I, you know, I don't envy that position. Um, oh, that's right. Kamala Harris. <laughs> don't worry, guys. You're doing super. Dun, 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 dun. You kept studying, you kept striving, mm. and you made it yep. to this day. Okay. And there are two things I'd like you to remember. One, you now know that you have what it takes to get through pretty much anything. Uh -huh. So when you come up against an obstacle, when you experience a setback, and you will, we all do. Remember the resilience that you showed this past year. God, I've got a feeling three years from now, people will be craving a return to something instead of the fucking mothering, right? I just have a feeling three years. I, I have a feeling that, you know, traditionally like US presidential elections, right? More often than not, people win a second term. Like overwhelmingly, I think the people who have only served one term is it like five or six out of forty six, right? It's something. It's ridiculously a minority in terms of the uh, statistics. But I think we're now in a time when that's going to change. I think there's going to be a lot of one-term presidents from here on out because it's 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 war now, you know. It's ideological war for a lot of people. So it's no longer is going to be, no longer is it going to be good enough that they're good enough. You know, everything is an outrage. Everything is a scandal. Everything is blown up. Everything is bad. Everything is shocking. You know what I mean? Everybody's corrupt. I think we're heading towards a time when one term presidents is going to become the norm instead of two terms just just you know the violence swings in opinion now there's 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 less and less gray than there used to be and you, you know i'm right because like if you don't agree with a hundred percent of what somebody's saying then instantly you'll become a nazi or a communist or whatever right so there's there's very little gray area now so you're instantly cast on one side or the other depending on, well, I don't really think that we should be, you know, castrating boys, you know, before they're 18. I don't think that's necessarily a good idea. Oh, my God, you fucking disgusting bigot. And then, bang, you're away at the races. You know what I mean? And with, with that kind of polarisation, I think that it's going to be very difficult for any politician while they're in power to maintain popularity. Because while it's, it's much easier to chase than it is to lead, you know, you can just attack everything when you're chasing. And when you're in government, like Donald Trump found out, governing is different to winning an election. You know, governing is different to campaigning. I think in some ways he never stopped campaigning. But, you know, it worked for him. It worked for him, to be fair. All right, fuck Kamala Harris. Uh, okay, let's do this one. Let's do this. I'd like to keep you abreast of what's happening down here in Australia from time to time, ladies and gentlemen. We've got an announcement to make. Remember last week, I think it was on Friday's show, we were talking about, hey, they're going to have a one-week lockdown in Victoria, or as I like to call it, the People's Democratic Republic of Victoria. 
Hey, guys, it's just one week. And yet again, I had people telling me, Boogs, it's just one week. It's just one week, bro. Just one more week and then everything will be solved. Everything will be back to normal. Just give us one more week. And I said, okay, no worries. You've had a year, but one more week. To which, of course, you know, common sense prevails and you say to people, well, no, it's, it's just because they say it's a week doesn't mean it's a week. And they go, what are you talking about, Boogs? And you say, well, you know, because they, they can extend it after a week. No, no, mate, no, no. Trust the science. Trust the experts. It's just one week. That's all we need. Well, good news, ladies and gentlemen. To my progressive friends who listen to the show but never chat because they think the chat room is full of right-wing extremists, I, this one goes out to you. You know who you are. On the advice of the Chief Health Officer, Professor Sutton, the current restrictions remain in place for Melbourne for a further seven days. Just one more week. <laughs> just one more week, guys. <laughs> Because now the same people are going to get in touch with me yet again and they're going to say the same line again. They're going to say, hey, it's just one more week. And I'm going to say, you said that last week. <laughs> and I'll say, yeah, but you've got to trust the experts. They'll, they'll just agree with everything. You can tell them to their, you can tell them to their face that no, 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 it's not going to be just one week. They can extend it. They will extend it. They always extend it. And they'll say to you, no, no, it's just one week. Trust the science. Stop being a science denier. You read too much fake news. And then after a week, I go, see? <laughs> and then they'll, they'll just pretend like that none of that happened. And they'll look at you in the face and go, yeah, it's just one more week, man. Just relax. Trust the science. <laughs> You're never going to stop saying just one more week, are you? They could tell you one more week for the next 50 fucking years and you'd still be telling me every single week I'd be getting a fucking text from you saying, just one more week, bro. At, at what point... <laughs> at what point do I completely lose interest in what you think? Honestly. Just one more week, man. Just one more week. Okay, good luck with some small changes. So I'll take you through those now. From 11.59pm uh, tomorrow night, there will still be only five reasons to leave home. Tomorrow night. Thank you for all the notice you're giving us there in the People's Democratic Republic of Victoria. Uh, how about this, Jen Psaki, ladies and gentlemen? Let's get back to the United States. See, this is a far more positive message. A little preview of the president's remarks uh, for later this afternoon. Uh, we have now vaccinated 63% of the country and over 72% of those 40 and older are vaccinated thanks to aggressive action aggressive by this action. administration. Yeah. COVID-19 cases and deaths have plummeted as a result. Cases are down over 90%. Deaths are down over 85% since January 20th. The fact remains, if you are not vaccinated, you are at risk of getting the virus or spreading it to someone else. So today, the president will announce the launch of a month of action to mobilize an all of America sprint to get more people vaccinated by July 4th. Community leaders, faith partners, businesses, celebrities, athletes, colleges, and thousands of volunteers will participate in this. Yay, celebrities. Remember when we were covering the celebrities? <clears throat> what was that? Last Monday? Uh, if you missed the episode, go back and check it out. It'll be on YouTube, Rumble, 
the podcast is always there, of course. I think it was called Recruiting Celebrities. And then today, just all of a sudden, just this out of the blue, this announcement. By the way, guys, we're going to be recruiting celebrities to help sell the uh, vaccine message. Wow, you don't say. Wouldn't believe it if I told you. And Jen Psaki, Jen Psaki is a PR. This is, this is, pardon me. This is what it looks like when a government is run by a PR department. This is what this is what it sounds like. <laughs> when doves cry. This is what it sounds like when a government is run by a PR department. This is what it sounds like when a, when a government is run by um, you know, com- the communications team. It's this kind of long-winded management speak gobbledygook, this jargonistic uh, blather, right? That, that they're really not saying anything at all. Oh, we're going to engage with stakeholders and corporate partners to facilitate ongoing progressive strategies to negate inequalities in minority communities. Like you, like you may as well be saying nothing. We're going to engage with stakeholders and take stock of uh, the current the current inconsistencies in vaccine hesitancy uh, addressing address points, <laughs> whatever, whatever blather, whatever you need to kind of layer on top of the the nothing that you have, right? To make it edible, that's what you do. And this is what it looks like, like I said, when a government is run by this kind of shit. There's, there's plenty of governments who are. Most of them are. Um, but it's just getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And here's the other thing too, right? If you're a little bit older, um, this, this might be like obvious and offensive to you, this kind of like rape of the English language. But younger people, this is, this is kind of what they're getting. Uh, more people are going to university now, so they're used to this kind of language. You know what I mean? Because it's everywhere. Uh, they have to they have to watch videos when they go for a job that talks about how the company is engaging in positive strategies to eliminate inequality in the community and shit. Like it's all part of. They're, they're so used to it now, so they expect it. And we're not far off. Most of the journalists in the press corps expecting this kind of language. So if you're going to be like a kind of a straight shooter and, you know, not, you know, layer on all of this verbiage, then you're going to be offensive to them and they won't even know why. It's because you're not trying hard enough to uh, be ambiguous with your thoughts, you know. They're just not, they don't like it. <laughs> they feel comfortable with the nothingness of this kind of PR speak. And it's not, it's not even, it's not their fault or it's not like they have a choice. It's that's the way that education has gone for the last 20 years and university education has gone in many respects in the last 20 years. Politicians more and more and more fall back on it. Um, you know, you can't get a straight answer out of anyone anymore because it's always going to be like pandering to everybody's sense of because nobody wants to upset anybody at its core. That's what it is. So they're all trying to do their best to not upset anybody. They end up not saying anything, really. And like I said, if you're if you're a bit younger, this is probably the shit that you've had to deal with all through schooling, all through high school, all through university. And I fucking I feel for you because it must be infuriating. 
Ben's remarks uh, for listen. later this. Have a listen to this blather that never that never ends. This afternoon, uh, we have now vaccinated 63% of the country, and over 72% of those 40 and older are vaccinated okay. thanks to aggressive action. Okay, stats are stats. Stats are stats. By this administration, COVID-19 cases and deaths have plummeted as a result. Cases are down over 90%. Deaths are. It's, it's, it's also interesting, like. Yeah. Just to consider that one of the places where COVID rates are really down is Texas. And of course, Texas famously, um, you know, won the courage to drop mask mandates about a week after Ron DeSantis in Florida did it. Remember? About a week later, Wheels came out and said, you know what? We're doing that too. And everyone's like, oh, brave Governor Abbott down there. Dropping the mask mandates. So in a lot of these states, notice how they're not mentioning individual states because they're now taking credit they're taking credit for it Iceman double four double three with a diamond does that come with a lap dance it better it fucking better so they're now taking credit for it even though publicly they're like oh that's a Neanderthal thinking taking your mask off right remember that that was a month ago the same president oh don't be a Neanderthal don't be a fucking caveman only an idiotic Neanderthal caveman troglodyte would take their mask off right now. Trust the fucking science. Trust the fucking science, my man. You know? But now they're out here, they're going to be taking credit for it. And, you know, some of the states, like I said, Texas, like their numbers have gone through the fucking floor. They went days and days and days and days without even anyone getting it. How many millions of people live in Texas? Isn't it like the third biggest state behind New York and L.A.? Uh, California, pardon me. So, you know, (laughs) it's kind of noteworthy. No, no, no. They're Neanderthals and we're winning. We're, We're beating it. We're doing the right thing. 63% of the country and over 72% of those 40 and older are vaccinated thanks to aggressive action by this administration. Mm COVID-19 cases and deaths have plummeted as a result. Cases are down over 90%. Deaths are down over 85% since January 20th. The fact remains, if you are not vaccinated, you are at risk of getting the virus or spreading it to someone else. So today the president will announce the launch of a month of action to mobilize an all of America sprint to get more people vaccinated. They, they love, I, you know, I genuinely, I genuinely try to avoid like falling into traditional left, right cliched arguments, right? You know, I try, but on this occasion, I have to go there because the left love, they love an, a fucking awareness campaign. They love an awareness campaign. Now, don't get me wrong. All politicians will use an awareness campaign to, like, pretend like they're doing something. You know? All politicians will use an awareness campaign from time to time. But the left fucking love awareness campaigns. Like, they really, really, really believe in it. Oh, look, we're going to start. All you have to do is call something a month of action. So starting next month, we're going to have a month of action on vaccines and, and they'll start clapping already. Yes, action. Don't you see? It's action. That's why this, That's why their slogan is action on climate change. Because action doesn't mean anything except something, if that makes sense. A, a, action can be good or bad. 
They don't even know, they don't even care what the action is. They just want action. You know what I mean? We want action on climate change. What does that mean? Stuff. A bunch of stuff. Just do something. They'll say just do something. They don't even care. So, of course, they love an awareness campaign because, hey, it's action. Something is happening. And they get right behind it. Listen to this fucking shit here. So today the president will announce the launch of a month of action to (laughs) mobilize an all of America sprint Uh to get more people vaccinated by July 4th. Uh Community leaders, faith partners, businesses, celebrities, athletes, colleges, and thousands of volunteers will participate in this nationwide campaign. And as part of the month of action, we're making it even easier to get vaccinated, which as we've seen is the key uh, to increasing numbers and getting more shots in arms. So the nation's largest child care providers will be watching kids for free while parents get the shot. Vaccines will happen at barbershops, baseball games, and NASCAR races. Pharmacies will be open 20... And strip clubs, darling. ...for hours on Fridays. Um, and throughout our time in office, we've seen we've led a whole-of-government effort to get the vaccine out. So this next month, we're continuing to build on that by leading canvassing, phone banking, texting into areas with low vaccination rates, coordinating vaccine events. More than 100... Or- Co- coordinating vaccine events. Phone campaigning. It's an awareness campaign. And they love an awareness campaign. Organizations have committed to hosting over a thousand events the first weekend alone. And we're also launching a national vaccination tour. The vice president will lead a tour uh, to key communities across the South and Midwest. You mean black communities. You mean black people, don't you, Jen? Just say it. Just say it. The vice president. Oh, you know, the first the first black woman elected vice president. Right? We'll be leading a tour, a vaccine tour to key communities in the Midwest and the South. You mean the places where black people live? You know. Like Cleveland. <laughs> Cincinnati is Cincinnati. No, Cincinnati's not. Chicago's Midwest, Cleveland, Ohio, Akron. Like Kamala Harris will be doing doing a stop in Akron. I guarantee it. And then you know all of the South places where the black people live, the vaccine hesitant people, ladies and gentlemen. Fuck duck. Uh, that will be coming up, uh, and we're launching a mayor's challenge. And you've seen a little bit of a activity about this already, yeah. where cities compete to boost vaccination rates through canvassing, local partnerships, and incentives for people. And through the COVID-19 college challenge, more than 230 colleges and universities are taking pledge. Just on the um, just on the local government stuff, that stuff's been going on for 20 years, at least here in in like in my, I can give you like local examples. When you see local councils, like city councils, when you see them talking about things like, oh, we need to invest in sustainability and stuff like that, we need to start to... When you think that they're taking on a role that goes beyond their purview, to steal a line from Robert Mueller, right? Uh, it's it's always relating to something like this. So a lot of like Agenda 2030 initiatives 
from the UN are like local government initiatives where they'll they do the, the exact same. This is a UN policy, what you're hearing here. Most people won't know that, though, because most people don't care. But this is a direct, direct from the UN policy is to get um, local governments competing with each other to be like the most green, like or the most sustainable. In this case, it's the most vaccine friendly or the most rate of vaccination or whatever. And as a result, like for local governments, they, you know, the mayor might get invited to a fucking junket in Switzerland or something, right? They might win some kind of bonus or whatever. But this is why you see this kind of language because it's all like they're all trying to appease the people further up the chain. And if you're a successful mayor, then you never know. Maybe you can run for senator. Maybe you can run for Congress, like state senate. Maybe you can run for Congress, right? You know what I mean? So it's all career driven. And, you know, if you get these these plaudits and you get invited, next thing you know, you're on the circuit, you get invited to the junkets, you get to meet other people like at a similar level, you network, you make connections. Next thing you know, you're in the fucking government machine. So they've been doing this shit for, like I said, this is a directly lifted from the UN policy playbook. Communities across the South and Midwest uh, that will be coming up, uh, and we're launching a mayor's challenge. And you've seen a little bit of a activity about this already, where cities compete to boost vaccination rates through canvassing, local partnerships, and incentives for people, and through the COVID-19 college challenge. More than 230 colleges and universities are taking pledge, uh, taking pledge and commit, taking a pledge and committing to take action to get their students and communities vaccinated. Okay, that's wonderful. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Wonderful news. Um, now this here, I have a feeling we're going to have to come back to this. And maybe if if anyone finds this video, do me a favor and let me know and send it to me because I'd love to watch the actual video of this. California Reparations Task Force. <laughs> so they, the left, and again, you know, I, tr I do try to avoid these kind of like cliched left-right things. But the left, definitely, they love an awareness campaign and they love a task force. Again, because a task force sounds like action. You know what I mean? Hey, don't worry, there's a task force. And I know the right uses task force as well, but I think it's a little more cynical when they do it. When they do it, it's like, oh no, don't worry, we'll announce a task force and that'll, that'll shut everyone up. But when the left do a task force or an awareness campaign, they really, really believe in it, even though the outcome is the same for the left and the right. You know what I mean? I just think one side's a little more cynical with, oh, okay, just give them a task force. That'll 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 shut them up. You know what I mean? It's a little bit different, the attitude. Everyone can sense it coming and nobody believes in it, but they just go along with it. Whereas people on the left tend to really believe in it, which I do find fascinating. So I am looking for this, like this actual source video that they're about to reference here in this news clip. California Reparations Task Force holds first meeting on the centennial of Tulsa Race Massacre. Let's have a look. Oh, uh, where's my sound? Where's my sound? California held it. Okay, let's go again. Force to study reparations for African Americans in California, California held its first meeting today. This effort is the first of its kind in the United States. Crown Force Ashley Zavala takes a closer look at their goal. State leaders pointed out this first meeting falls on the 100th anniversary of the Tulsa Race Massacre, one of many horribly unjust attacks on African Americans. California is now offering an apology and wants to find a way to compensate African Americans. 
California's reparations. Because I mean, <laughs> I need to find this clip. It looks like it's on Zoom. So I, I tried finding it on YouTube. I couldn't find it. I mean, look at this. We've got nine people here who all, I would suspect, generally agree, right? That reparations are a good thing. Because what you're about to hear is the framing of this, right? Remember we've talked about information blitzkrieg. So the corporate media and the politicians and the corporations and stuff, they're pushing on with an argument. They're pushing on with a discussion. And they're just rolling their tanks over your talking points at like lightning speed and then moving on to the next talking point. So where you're back here still talking about whether or not reparations should be a thing or not, like you're still having that discussion. They've already moved past that. They've already accepted that it is a thing. And now they're putting together task forces, right, to figure out how much money should people get and how and who should get it. That's that that's what they're discussing here. They're not discussing whether or not there should be reparations. They've already decided. And like that's how this that's how these things like get to a stage when the average person like you know rob the plumber the the you know the example that I use sometimes like rob the electrician hi my name's Rob and I'm an electrician you know he wakes up one morning gets his coffee and his fucking bagel on the way to work or whatever uh, grabs the paper he gets to he gets to work he's drinking his coffee reading the paper and he sees oh reparations are going to be paid next week to X X Y he's like how the fuck did that happen. I don't think these reparations are a good idea because most people aren't paying attention to this. You know, you're you're going to work, you're fucking paying bills, you're, you're paying taxes, you're trying to make money, you're paying for the kids' education, you're doing all that kind of stuff. You're just keeping your head above water, you're just getting by. But in the background, there are people who dedicate their lives, it's their job to decide your life. And this is an example of that. So, like... They're not even going to be this group here. And this is why I need to find like the raw clip of this because it's got to be out there somewhere. If they're showing clips of it, I just couldn't find it. Uh, If they're showing like little pieces of it, then the whole thing has to be out there. It must have been public, right? Um, They're not even talking about whether or not reparations are a thing. Like I, I saw a couple of news clips about this and they're like, oh, it's a fantastically diverse uh, panel, there's eight African-Americans and one Asian man. <laughs> I'm not even, I'm not even lying. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, so, hey, even, even if you want the stereotypical villain, how about put a white guy on the panel who says that uh, reparations shouldn't even be considered? How about one dissenting voice? Doesn't even have to be a white guy, but I just thought if you want the easy villain type, we can pick a white guy if that makes you feel better, you know? So what we're going to have here is an echo chamber where the question isn't even whether or not reparations are a good idea. It's how much should it be and how soon can we get it? Hey, but we call it a task force. It's a task force. And we've already decided that this task force is going to talk about this for two years, which I suspect leads us into some kind of campaign territory for Gavin Newsom. But again, people aren't cynical enough on the left when it comes to things like awareness campaigns and task forces. They just believe in them. So I absolutely have to find this clip. 
Operations Task Force gathered for its first ever meeting Tuesday. The launch of an effort state leaders say is historic. You know, it's, it's historic. You know what I've noticed about Gavin Newsom? And maybe this isn't a revelation, but I just don't see a lot of him. Um, he's pretty good at keeping his head down most of the time for a California governor, to be fair. But whenever he speaks, everything he says, he smiles. Have you noticed that? Even when it's something that you shouldn't be smiling about. Am I the only one who's... Surely everybody else can see that too, right? He's always got this fucking shit-eating grin on his face. And so he can be talking about slavery and smiling at you at the same time. It's like, why is he smiling? He smiles all the time. <laughs> he could come out and announce, like, uh, we've got bad news. Half of Los Angeles has died uh, due to a variant in the COVID disease, and it's now spreading like a you know a zombie apocalypse and it will soon take over the country and basically the earth is destroyed and he'd be smiling at you the whole time and you go oh it's really not that bad i mean look at this he's so smiley our country reckons with our painful state african-americans like he's, he's he's talking about the painful history and smiling at you at the same time <laughs> california fucking bizarre Reparations Task Force gathered for its first ever meeting Tuesday. The launch of an effort state leaders say is historic. You know, as our country reckons with him. our painful legacy him. of racial injustice, California <laughs> is poised to... He's smiling at you while he's saying it. Oh, racial injustice, am I right? Cling, like the little twinkle in the teeth. <laughs> To lead the way. The meeting kicked off the task force's two-year effort to study the lingering... So, so, look, they've already decided that this is going to take two years. They've already decided. No, 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 we're going to have two years of discussions about how much reparations people should be getting. Two fucking years. And that's why I'll never be on one of these panels because my first question would be, sir, what if we figure it out in 20 minutes? What if we all agree in 20... What if I can convince you all of my position in 20 minutes? Is that enough? Or do we have to keep coming back here every week for two fucking years? <laughs> regardless of what we discover, regardless of what we figure out. Well, yes, you know, we've got to get those paychecks, you see. It's a task force effects of slavery and its negative impacts on African-Americans and then develop and recommend remedies. Secretary of State Shirley Weber See, wrote the bill that? that made the group. You hear that? To develop and recommend where the task force is examining the effect and developing and recommending remedies. They're not discussing whether or not there should be a remedy. See the little, the quaint little manipulations that occur. Because there would be a lot of people who say, oh, there's a task force talking about reparations. Gee, I hope they don't decide that there should be reparations, or I hope they do. They have already decided that there will be. They're there to discuss how much it should be and who should get it. And like I said, you know, two years from now, there'll be some there'll be some bill passed, and it's like, okay, these people get X amount of money, and that's when rob the electrician or rob the plumber or Dave, the truck driver who lives in California, that's when they'll see what's going on and they'll read it in the paper and go, what the fuck's this shit? And it'll be, trust me, two years from now, there will be a conservative outrage about reparations in California. And we'll say, you'll say to them, hey, I remember that story a couple of years ago. We saw it right at the start. Yeah, I could have told you back then that they were already deciding 
on how much reparations people should get as opposed to whether or not people should get reparations. Because nobody cares until it's too late. Possible when she was a lawmaker in the assembly. That the economic injustices, the educational... Yes. Go on. Why are these little news websites so um, unreliable when it comes to video playback? There can't be too many people watching this. They just can't. African-Americans in California held its first meeting today. This effort is to lead the way. The I mean, this is, ca- th- this is K-R-O-N-4 news, which I think is Houston. The task force's two-year effort to study the lingering effects of slavery and its negative impacts on African-Americans and then develop and recommend remedies. Secretary of State Shirley Weber wrote the bill that made the group possible when she was a lawmaker in the assembly. That the economic injustices, the educational injustices, the social injustices, the judicial injustices go on and on and on. Now, see... I remember when you would say things like an imbalance. Everything is an injustice. And in injustice has like a very specific connotation, right? It kind of it kind of makes you think of like some kind of cosmic judiciary, you know? Where like there's nobody can really define what justice is. There's so many definitions of justice. Yeah, yeah. Aristotle used to walk around the marketplace and ask politicians, "What does justice mean?" And he would make them look foolish because they couldn't answer. They wouldn't know. Oh well, justice means this. He would keep questioning it. Everybody's got a different explanation for what justice is. It's kind of like an ambiguous ideal. I I tend to think my own personal version of justice is something that's waved about in front of um poor people well it's it's something that's waved about in front of people who don't have power to keep them in line so the people who do have power can do what they want that's what i tend to think justice means justice is you know a scary kind of um you know campfire tale that powerful people tell people who have no power well you better not do this because there will be justice justice will be done but of course justice never applies to them Right? There's always an explanation. There's always a back door. There's always a way out. They don't have to take responsibility. You take responsibility for their mistakes, not the other way around. So everything's an injustice, right? <laughs> Racial injustice, economic injustice. And you see, this then creates like the flow-on effect of if you in any way oppose what they decide, like if you oppose what they come up with, then you'll be in favour of injustice. You know, you'll be in favour of um, unfairly treating people. So they might decide, look, here's what we've come up with. Like, just using an extreme example. They might come up with, okay, how about this? Every white business owner needs to pay $10,000 into the reparations fund. And you might come out and say, well, I don't think that that's necessarily fair. I don't think that's a fair way to go about it. And they'll say, uh, this person is in favour of uh, injustice. This, this person is in favour of, like, targeting and attacking people, right? Because if it's an imbalance, then it's a system thing. They used to talk about systems, but they don't anymore. Now they personalise everything. So they used to talk about, oh, the system is um, geared towards, you know, white privilege or whatever. The system stops black people from making the same amount of money, but they no longer use that kind of phrasing. Now it's like, oh, no, this is economic injustice. 
because before if it's an imbalance or you know a gap you could say like an earnings gap or whatever an opportunity gap an opportunity imbalance whatever it is uh before that that means you take a very impersonal approach to like the system and you might not even agree what they do there but that's that's where you get things like um positive discrimination and uh what's the term i'm looking for it's getting late in the show uh forget the you know the term uh affirmative action pardon me affirmative action so that's where you get things are like born out of that school of thought uh when when things are like an imbalance in the system but if you're talking about an injustice that's something that's being perpetrated that's a very like it's a very physical aggressive um you know tone to use when you're trying to describe these things and it has the flow and effect of scaring people out of standing against it because they don't want to be seen as somebody who's perpetuating an injustice rather than contributing to an imbalance if that makes sense um but yeah anyway i do need to find that video because i reckon that might be like i said hot 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 garbage it's it's an echo chamber there's a little echo chamber that's been convened and will be getting together for the next two years to talk about how much reparations people in California should pay for slavery. And I, I, that's something that I'm, I like to keep an eye on because that kind of shit interests me. What can I say? So thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Friday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Don't forget to follow some of our friends. Irrational Times, Coffee Talk with Sandra, everybody's favourite lover of French women, Mitch, on later tonight. Don't forget about JJ Stoner, Frozen Asian. Tomorrow night, Winning TV with Victor Von Schroom, The Victor Show. Major Tom, I saw Major Tom in the chat earlier today. DLive.tv slash Major underscore Tom. Uh, the Iceman, Chimani. Uh, tomorrow night, The Kimmy Show, maybe. The Kimmy Show, you're going to get gather, 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 Kimmy Show. It might be The Kimmy Show, I don't know. Uh, tomorrow morning, don't forget, Lois. You've got JJ. And anyone else I may have forgotten. So, thank you to everyone who contributed tonight on DLive and Streamlabs. Thank you for sharing the show out. I'll be back on Friday with another episode. Until then, stay calm, stay rational, God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.